Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our weekly episodes, you'll hear business leaders and entrepreneurs share how they put social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. You can find full show notes for today's show and additional resources at givetoprofit.com. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where it would also be great if you could leave us a rating and review. For every review this month, we'll be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. And so now, here's your host, business mentor, speaker and author, Alison McKenzie. Hi everyone, this is your host Alison McKenzie and I am delighted to be with you as always. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm absolutely thrilled today to be interviewing somebody who's been such a great influence in the way I have expanded the vision for Give to Profit, not only the book, but actually the business that comes around that. And part of that has been the way in which I have learned far more about how we can demonstrate our impact and measure our impact. So today I'm going to be interviewing Wendy Lipton-Divner, who is the world's leading authority on business acceleration through strategy and ethical influence. So the topic of our conversation today is Focus on Impact, which happens to also be the title of one of our best-selling books, which I have a copy of here. Definitely highly recommend for anybody at all who wants to make a real difference through their business in the world. So welcome, Wendy. It's lovely to have you here. Alison, I am so glad we are finally doing this and (laughs) so, so grateful for your care and for everything you've done with Impact. Oh, and thank you for sharing the message that you do and encouraging people like me and all the listeners and viewers that we have for really actually putting impact at the heart of our business. And we were just talking before we pressed record about how I feel like I honestly have been an invisible, lovable stalker of yours for the last couple of years. I first heard you being interviewed and for anybody listening to this, Wendy has no idea of what I'm about to say here. No, here we go. I first heard Wendy being interviewed on another podcast with uh, John Lee Dumas a couple of oh, years ago. Yes, yes. Oh, I yes. love John Lee. Okay. Yeah, and it was, I think it was at the point that you were doing this um, book, you know, this tour of launching your book, because I went on and ordered the book straight away. I had to wait for it. But I was just so impressed by not only, obviously, your wealth of business knowledge, but what was Mm. oozing from your heart was love and kindness about how we can really focus in on impact and demonstrating we care and being of service to others, both personally and a business. So I wonder, Wendy, if we could start this off with you just for people who haven't been, you know, stalking you, for people who (laughs) don't know you yet, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your journey and the life events that have brought you to be the person that you are today? Absolutely. And well, you've read all of this already. So it's not that you don't know the story. But of course, I will highlight this for everyone who has not yet read the book or heard the story. It's a really unusual journey. But the more I meet people else, and the more I learn that all of us who end up in the impact community, end up 
coming from a very diverse background. So if you've taken a straight journey all the way, you're probably not going to connect to this at all. But I started out as a child wanting to be Barbara Streisand. I never in a thousand years expected that I would be doing what I'm doing now. I heard Barbara Streisand sing in the movie Funny Girl, and she brought me to tears. And I was 11, and I couldn't help but wonder how is it possible that a stranger that I've never met could affect me so deeply. And I thought, oh my gosh, I want to do that. I want to affect people with my voice. So I spent the majority of my childhood and into college looking for ways to do that, singing and getting on stages and acting and doing all this kind of stuff. And in college, I was majoring in music and theater, and my grandmother warned me that I should get a real job. I remember her saying, there is no future in theater. In the United States, when President Ronald Reagan was elected, Reagan was an actor before he became president. And I called her and I said, tell me again about how there's no future in theater. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. So she made a bet with me, actually. It was a gamble among family members. And she said, I'll tell you what, I want you to go to graduate school. You go to graduate school, I will pay for you to go to graduate school. So I want you to apply to graduate school. And I said, wait, what's my side of the bet? She said, what do you want? I said, I want to go to Broadway. So the deal was, if I got into graduate school, I would have to go and she would pay for it. But if I didn't get in, then she would pay for me to go to Broadway and learn how to be a Broadway singer. Well, long story short, I went and looked for the top prestige Ivy League schools in the U.S. and applied to them, thinking they would never accept me because I was at a state school, which is nowhere near as prestigious, right? And Duke University called my bluff, which is a top school in the U.S., <laughs> At the time, I was devastated, but as it turns out, it, she was right. It was the best thing I could have done. That's where I learned the science behind everything I do. It's where I learned about social research. It's where I learned about the importance of understanding what moves people to action, why they do what they do, and why they don't do maybe what they could do. And I got so inspired that I went on from there. So very long story short, decades worth, my first social research job landed me at the United States Senate presenting some research. And the experience was life-changing for millions of people because of the research that we did. So I would never, ever say I wouldn't have wanted to do it. Unfortunately, it was also a lesson for me in ethics and in some of the ways that things are and are not done in the business world. And it was very stressful for me. I was only 21 at the time and I was very new and I learned some powerful lessons. One of them was I can't be an employee. I need to set my own ethical pillars. I can't be in the world where other people are doing that because I have to go by them or not be fed, right? So that I knew I had to quit. And the other thing I knew was that by doing the research I had done, I had impacted millions of people, which meant that one person really could make a dent in the universe. So I was hooked. I wanted to find out how to do that. And so I quit my work at the university and I went on to open my first business, which was a social laboratory to figure out if it's possible to make millions of dollars without ever thinking about money, to focus only on what is the difference we're making in the world. And it turns out 
yes, we can. Yes, I did. And the rest is history. 10 different businesses. I've actually, I'm in the middle of launching business number 11, which you'll hear about soon. And all along the way, just focusing on impact and making sure that every single person I work with is driven to focus only on the difference they're going to make in the world. And as a result, they make hundreds of millions of dollars. So it's been a great ride. What an incredible story. The start, you know, the inspiration from Barbara Streisand all the way through to where, who you've become now, just incredible. And for me, there's so many different aspects I suppose, of who you have become with what you've shared there. And one of the things that I think really appeals for me was the credibility of the science piece and the way that you create formulas and the way that you understand human behavior and what does drive us into action because so many people in business are focusing on the task at hand and what they're doing and how do we get the money? And it's a push, push, push rather than focus on having the impact. One of my favorite quotes from is from Richard Branson when he talks about do good have fun and the money will come and it's so true so I mean it's probably worth at this point right at the start just hearing what your definition of impact is because I think you've got to love the way that you define it and I think it's really important that our listeners and, and viewers hear it thank you so much yeah so the word impact as you know it has become very common it's used everywhere from just on, even on the weather channel you know what is the impact of this hurricane kind of thing but corporations and nonprofit organizations of course are using the word impact all the time and they don't define it and the challenge is that that has led us to think that impact is only impact if we are writing a check, if we're giving help to someone else, but not in business. And what I've discovered is that's really not true. And in point of fact, you know, I'm a researcher. So I did a study of a thousand of my clients, fortune, healthcare, nonprofit, entrepreneurial, small businesses. And it turned out that, of course, they were all focused on money, right? And the question became, how can we turn that around? So in order to do that for them, I had to define it very succinctly. So to your question, impact is the measurable difference that we create in people's lives as the direct result of contact. So contact with you, obviously, with your team, with your marketing, with your message, with your products, with your services. If you can measure the difference between where someone was before they met you and where they are while you're helping them and where they go as a result of your service, that for me is impact. Totally. And measurable being the key word. Exactly. Without a doubt. And it's, and when I, sometimes I talk about the fact that there's a massive difference between contribution and impact. So one of the things I love doing is fundraising and fundraising through my business. And a lot of people, and I, don't get me wrong, I started off doing this too. You know, I was focusing in on how much money I'd raised. I knew where sure. the money was going because I was making what I thought were smart decisions about how I was then giving the money. But the focus was on, this is how much money I've raised. And it's not so easy to work out how do I measure the impact and how can I then demonstrate it. But it's important to 
be mindful of that at yeah. the outset so we can then steer everything in that direction. Exactly. Exactly. I love the focus that you have on helping people. And the secret is to measure, to be able to be in an imaginary hot air balloon and travel over them and look at their lives now and then be able to say, okay, what are the measurable behaviors and outcomes that they're getting that we could then look at later on and say, okay, what have we done here that we can call our legitimate impact on this person or group or society. You bet. Totally. So, I mean, how can people measure their impact through their business? Well, the first piece is to measure where people are before we begin, is, is to say, okay, what are we looking to change in their lives? As you know, in the book, we talk about there are 10 steps, right, to building an impact. The first step is to define it to say, all right, here is the impact that I want to make. It's going to look like this. So for example, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your business. What is the actual measurable change that you want to create for people just because they've read your book? What would they be able to do that they can't do now? They would be able to grow their business by supporting charities and social causes. So in other words, for them to choose the impact that they want. So I want to empower other business owners to know how to put social impact and it particularly supporting charities and social causes at the heart of their business. Okay, so stop people. right there. Yep. Stop right there. Because you had it exactly right as soon as you spoke mm -hmm. and then you did what difference makers do. <laughs> you said, I want to empower them. That's yes. not measurable. But that's not measurable, no, no. Right. That's how you want to create the impact, mm -hmm. but it's not the impact. So the impact is the first thing you said. Yes. Yep. Right? To grow their business as a result of supporting other charities. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, but there's another set of impacts because Good. I want them to be, because I, one of the things I teach them is how to measure their charitable giving and the charitable impact they're having. So there's the growth of their business, but I also want them to be measuring the charitable impact in whatever way that they choose, okay. depending on what they're so, looking to achieve. So your impact in terms of what you will be able to measure that says to you, your work is done here. Mm -hmm. What will you see that's different? What is the metric? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot, aren't you? What will I see that is different? So I guess there are two or three different ways in which I would be looking to be able to demonstrate the impact I'm having. So one is in terms of whether or not my, the people who've read my book or who, or who are clients in, in any other way have had their business grow as a direct result of any of the charitable giving that they've done through their business. And how would you define growth? Financial, I guess the more traditional, normal ways of yeah. measuring growth, uh, whether exactly. that's profit or sales, a number of clients, that, those kind of aspects. And there is also the way that they would perceive that growth happening but also, actually, for me, what's important is the personal growth and the fulfillment that comes. Because a lot of my clients, when they read Give to Profit and they start implementing it, they feel more aligned to their business. So that's that kind of connection and growth that's important, too. Yeah. Thirdly, what I think is also important.
important in terms of measuring impact is getting the feedback from the people who we are looking to help. So it's actually this, their stories that bring it alive, that demonstrate the impact. And really, because some of the times we can never know the impact we have. And it's right. only when somebody else tells us that we have that other measure. Right, that's right. And I would guess that there is more you could measure. So yes. depending on what is the work of the charity they're supporting, you can measure how many mouths are fed, how many schools are built, how many you know, villages are built, how much water is being consumed, how many people are sleeping under a roof tonight. Whatever it is, there is a measure for that. And whether it's, right. it's hard metric numbers or self-report, what we call soft, either way you can measure that. And that at the end of the day, in my book, impact is only impact if you can measure it. Yeah, yeah. That's a brilliant way of explaining it. And thank you for putting me on the spot there. Fabulous. You did beautifully. Good job, good job. <laughs> I've obviously read the book. You've taught me well. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> oh dear. So, I mean, for you personally, I've heard you speak about, you know, the different charitable things that you've done or the way you've connected with, with causes through your business. Why is that important to you? Because some people need a different kind of help than I do on a daily basis. And so the question becomes, am I not supposed to help them just because that's not what my business was designed to do in our daily work? For me, it's, first of all, I just love being a part of that energy, walking into charitable organization and looking at the work of their foundation, looking at the hard, incredible, heartfelt, but also real hard labor that's being done by people who aren't necessarily being paid for what they do. And if they are being paid, they're never being paid enough from my perspective. So the question becomes, oh, I go where my heart is. I think, I think we all do that, right? I go where something connects to me. Like I've not had children in my life. And so I'm very moved by foundations that help children. And in that way, I get to selfishly, right, nurture these children through the good work of those foundations. And I've done a lot of work um, in the U.S. as well as overseas with that. I have a pillow on my couch that has the faces of the children who are now in a school that my company built. It's Every night I sit with these children. It's so important to me that I do that. Uh, on the other hand, there are charities that I work with every single day to help them create the opposite of what you're doing. So you'll take a for-profit business and help them grow through nonprofit work. I take nonprofit businesses and help them grow by creating for-profit that then feed into the nonprofit. So either way, it's a circle of life. And the for-profit and nonprofit nomenclature is only a question of taxation. It really, in my world, it's all the same thing. We should all be doing the work of both. It's so lovely to hear you say that, actually, because, you know, that's, that's the experience I find here in the UK. You know, it's so siloed and yeah. there's no need for it. We can well, all it is so for taxes. Much. Well, yes, yes, yes tax. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. But that's the only reason. It's, yes. But even the way that we connect and the way that people think, well, I need to be that way or that way. No, we can be both. And we, as you said, we can feed from one to the other. And just hearing you speak, you could really tell there was, when you have that heart connection, there's a different energy that connects us to all the work that we do, isn't there? Yeah, um, really. really and, and so for you, I mean, do you have any kind of social impact mission or, you know, that you're working towards? or a legacy that you want to leave? 
Of course, of course. The older I get, the more aware I become that there is something I'm wanting to do that's different than what do I want to do? You know, it's, it's a very different feeling. And many, many, many years ago, when I first launched this particular business, you know, I'm writing a mission statement as I always, and it, what's very interesting is I'm also launching my 11th business now. And the mission statement isn't any different, even though the work is very different. Different. It's the mission is the mission is the mission, right? So I believe that we're all born to make a unique impact in the world. You know that. And I believe that our greatest journey in life is figuring out what we were put on this planet to do and then doing it. So for me, the legacy is about making sure that everybody knows what is the unique impact that they were born to do and how to do it and that they get it out there. So the more I discover formulas that make it easier to make that happen, the more I'm driven to get them out into the world. So there's no end to this as far as I'm concerned. The legacy is not mine. It's what other people do that then becomes my legacy. So here's me throwing the question back on you then. So how do you know the impact that you're actually making? Thank you, Notes. As you know, I have an entire wall in my office where I hang all of my thank you notes. And every single morning I come into the office and it doesn't matter how much sleep I've had or not had or what's happening. When I see that wall, like, okay, cool. Time to get to work. It's all about the thank you notes. Ever since we moved to email, I have folders on my computer, right? I mean, I'm grateful for all the people who feedback what they're doing. It's awesome. Nothing is the same as holding a note in your hand. And so for me, when people go out of their way to do that, it tells me something very dramatic is happening for them. And that's very special for me. Yeah, I can get you. And I think any of our listeners and viewers who work with clients where they have that feedback will appreciate that. We'll definitely appreciate that. Um, And so for you personally, have there been any benefits of being kind, the side effects of being kind? Oh my gosh. So apart from the boxes and boxes and boxes of Kleenex that I have gone through, so yeah, I guess, you know, the benefit is keeping my eyes nice and clear and watered. Um, You know, I mean, it's moving. It's very moving. There is, however, one specific benefit that has happened in the last few years. There's a nonprofit organization that I fell on, gosh, probably four years ago now. A woman who co-founded this organization with her husband came to one of my live events. And she was there because she was thinking she had a message she wanted to share with the world and that she wanted to speak that message out and write books. And all in the service of her nonprofit. And we hit it off right away and she was fabulous and she was wonderful. And then I didn't see her for a few years. And the next thing I know, she's back in my life. She comes back to another event. And at that event, she says, I need to tell you everything that we've done because of what we've learned here, but I still need to do more. I have something inside me that needs to get out that I know is going to grow this thing. And so it's a, it's a teeny foundation when I met it. And now I can't even begin to tell you the number of women that they've helped. The organization is Hello Gorgeous of Hope. And it's just this amazing group of men and women who help women who are undergoing treatment for cancer 
to stand taller during their fight by surprising them with head-to-toe makeovers. And everybody in their towns are there for this big reveal, and it changes the women's perspective on themselves, helps them feel like women again. And they end up fighting harder. They end up bringing their family together in their fight instead of staying away from their friends and not going outside. They feel great again and they go out and they're with their friends. And as a result of that, we're in the process of measuring, does it really change chemically their bodies to the point that their immune systems are fighting back harder? And that's what we're looking to prove at this point. But at the end of the day, this year, the woman who is one of the co-founder with her husband lost her husband. Um, It was very unexpected and it was devastating and we all mourned and then this was just a month ago and I have watched her and her team rally around Michael's legacy. Mm -hmm. I have watched what they're doing to help her through this and seen the power of community and of service and of people who are so driven by a mission that nothing stops them, even the worst thing in the world. So yeah, it's it's affected me. It's affected me over and over again, helping her, helping Unstoppable Foundation, helping, oh my gosh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So yeah, it's a gift. It's a very special gift to be able to serve people who serve people. Yeah, without a doubt. And what a moving story. And I totally agree. When we actually step into truly connecting with those people we're serving, and particularly where those people are leading or running causes of any sort, when we start to get involved in that project, that mission, you can't but help to be be touched. You can't. I don't know anybody who hasn't been moved and touched by that. I mean, that's why they talk about, you know, when we volunteer or we go off and do things for other people, it's, there's an element of it that's selfish. We might go into it with the intention of we want to give. People talk about giving back, which is a phrase, I I don't like the phrase giving back at all, because I think there's negative connotations to it. But actually, what does quite often happen is the people who think they're the givers are actually the ones that receive by what comes back. Exactly. Which is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So, for you, I mean, you've, you've obviously done so much in your life and giving sounds as if it's been a massive part of that and really, really exploring how you can have the greatest impact on other people's lives. What would you say has been one of your characteristics that have really led you to become the successful person that you've been, you are today? Um, well, Alison, you know how I talk about that I believe we're all born with a unique gift, mm-hmm. right? And I worked hard to figure out what my unique gift is because I didn't think I was unique at all in the good way. I think growing up, I knew I was different, but I thought it was just because I was fat and everybody was calling me fat, right? I didn't think about what is special about me? What can I bring to the world? And I think we don't do that. I think we're too busy either trying to fit in or or to be different. We're just too busy trying to make it happen rather than just saying, okay, what have I got? You know, through my DNA, through my experiences, through my education, if I look back at a life that I've lived What's the recurring theme? What do I see myself doing over and over and over again that I can now look at and say, okay, well, I've been doing that in a bajillion different settings and in different ways, but it's always the same 
thing. And I think when we can figure that out, that's when we find our unique gift. It turns out that I needed someone else to help me figure that out, right? Because we can't see the label from the jar, right? So for me, it was my wonderful husband who helped me see that I was in a long legacy on my mother's side of mathematicians, puzzle solvers, people who look at formulas as ways to solve major problems. And so I think in formulas. I'm a systems thinker. I look at what are all of the possible pieces that will come to play in making something happen and how can we make sure that we have all the pieces in play and so as a result that's how I come up with a hundred actually hundred page business plan for the next business because there is so much involved it's how I get to work with clients one-to-one and I say to them all right tell me about you tell me about your life tell me about what's going on and we find the pattern together and then we build the business around that pattern and that's how you know that what you're doing is what you're put here to do. Beautiful. You are one of the few people I've met who has the, exactly what you've described, that curious mind, the curious mind that can work that out. But actually, it's your ability to communicate that so clearly for people like me, and our listeners and viewers to follow succinctly. And you know, it's that succinct message, but it's the clarity. It's the clarity of how you communicate that. And I really do. I've got a friend who's, who's got similar but different skills. He's a scientist, but now also an author and a trainer. And you know, it's that, again, it's, it's a very rare skill being able to take the scientific, analytical, mathematical mind and be able mm-hmm. to digest it internally and then communicate it in a way that the rest of us can understand. So yeah, so to take really complex thinking yes. and turn it into every day speak is hard. It's really hard. But one of the things that I know about everyone that I thought was unique to me and I thought I was crazy is that we have these voices, right, that run in our heads all the time, having these conversations about what we should write and not write and say and not say and do and not do. And when I was little, I thought that meant I was crazy until I found out everybody was doing that. So unraveling that conversation and understanding what it's all trying to tell you and what your instincts tell you and how to interpret them is people think it's a gift. I think it's a skill that we develop as soon as we become comfortable with understanding who we are and what's really going on in our heads. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, after all, my, one of my businesses was, yeah. And one of my businesses was psychotherapy. So that helped. Because in order to be a psychotherapist, I had to have $30,000 worth of psychotherapy. So that helped, right? (laughs) To be able to go through and understand all the crazy things that my family did that they didn't even know they were doing, right? I mean, we all do that. We all have that. Nobody gets their childhood unscathed. No, it's a miracle we get through it at all, quite honestly. (laughs) I'm in wonder every day. Every day. (laughs) Exactly your gratitude and joy and bewilderment that we've made it this far we've talked around different things that you've mentioned in your book but I wonder if you want to could you just share what the core message of the book is really about then sure there's the message that of the business piece right which is that when you focus on impact the money will come and then there's the universal message that I hope so many people will really finally get especially right now in our world which is the impact that we make together will be far greater than any we'll ever make alone. Yeah. 
totally and I totally agree mm-hmm. with that and I would add to anybody who hasn't seen the book or to check it out it really for me is one of the absolute must reads for everybody who is looking to create a business that where they want to make a real difference in the world it's my number one that. book up there so I appreciate that thank, thank you for that. is there anything else you would like to share with our viewers sort of last few tips that you would give them around focusing on impact or, or measuring impact or having more impact any part of that yeah absolutely so first of all just know that you really are able to do more than you think you are and you're able to do it by living a life that doesn't have to kill you one of the things that i see far too often are people who are so driven to make their difference that they give up their life to make it happen and it just doesn't have to happen that way the, the one of the most important things we talk about in the impact language world is to make sure that you design your lifestyle before you start your business and then build the business around that lifestyle so that you can breathe because if we burn out who's going to make the impact right So we have to love what we do. We have to love how we do it. We have to love where we do it. We have to be gifted by the people around us who love us through it, no matter what. It's that's who the real lifelong difference makers are. The people who have figured out that we have to take care of ourselves or we won't be able to take care of other people. That's life is just far too short to settle for less than we truly want, right? In our business or our lives. And so I tell people, please, yes, focus on impact, move people to action. But at the end of the day, you've got to make an impact for yourself as well. It's huge. Totally. Totally. I talk about a giving spectrum and that balance of giving to others and giving to ourselves. So we can't, so we do remain sustainable, not just our business, but us. You know, what a concept. <laughs> you know it's, it's that self-care. Be kind to ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. really, really important. And you tend to get people that are either so kind to other people and then they're just not towards themselves or they're right. all about themselves and not towards other people. So it's that balance, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and while you were speaking there, one other question popped into my mind. You know, for people who have maybe have spent more of their time focusing on how do I make the money? Mm-hmm. And we're suggesting, right, we move from there to focus on impact and the yep. money will come. What yep. tip can you give them about how they can get let go of that drive or the fear that's having them focus on the money to switch over to the impact? Exactly. So I love that question. I have to tell you, thank you so much for asking it. The short answer is trust the data. So let's talk about that research study really quickly. So I mentioned it earlier that I looked at a thousand different businesses that were my clients, full disclosure. So before I go into an organization, I research where are they now? That's the research geek in me. I have to know where we're starting, what's the baseline before I can tell if I made my impact, right? So these thousand companies began one place and where they all began was focusing on money, focused on ROI, focused on how do we cut back in order to make more money? It was always money driven. Even raises were driven on how much money did you save us this year? All about the money. And one of the things that I discovered among companies that focus on money is that they actually end up spending more money making up for the problems they cause in their organizations (laughs) because they focus on money. So 
everything from cutting back on materials to try and save on the back end so that you'll make more profits on the front end. And of course, then you lower your quality. And in today's social world, you can't get away with that anymore. It used to be, but can't anymore. So first of all, you save money when you stop thinking about money and you start focusing on how can we make a measurable difference on every life we touch internally and externally. So if you need to cut back, what you end up doing is making that announcement in a way that says, here's what we've had to do, here's how we're making it up to you. And these kinds of focuses end up that in all of the research in every company I've ever worked with on this, revenues not only increased, but they increased exponentially in record time. Average was by more than 200% in less than 30 days. And then it just kept going. So if you really want to make a lot of money, the secret is stop focusing on the money. It's not that you stop thinking about money. Don't hear that. It's that your primary focus, your priority, if it's money, you are going to miss so many opportunities to be able to make more money. If your focus is on the money, you're going to make decisions that will ultimately bring you down. If your focus is on the impact and you're asking, how can we make a measurable difference in people's lives through our marketing, through our messaging, through our products, through our services, through our customer service department, sure, but also through our manufacturing department. How can we make sure every single person we touch through our company is receiving Receiving something life-changing as a result of contact with us. And when you do that, the money just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine if you had a company and a business where everybody involved in it and all, all the people that were employed and all those you were serving, all they were experiencing was positive impact. How could that not flourish? Can you imagine how the, even the happiness impact that would have on not just that company, but yes, the profits, but the impact on the community and the families and the health of everybody involved, you know, incredible That's impact, right. incredible. That's right. And at the end yeah. of the day, if health goes up in the US, especially where companies have to cover health care for their employees, what we see is their health care costs go down because the stress is released. They're happy where they work. They're proud of what they do. Lo and behold, money goes down. They save money. They make more money. There is one warning I want to give. This, it doesn't just happen because you're lying in your bed and you say, I'm focusing on their strategy here. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> It's a strategic way of focusing on impact. You've got to get those strategies in order to be able to make this work. I don't want to make this sound like it's get rich quick thing where all you have to do is go, oh, I'm focusing. You know, no, it's not a mindset only. It's strategy as well. Exactly. It's funny, actually, I was going to add something to that as well, because I know that I have, I've been in audiences that I've been part of and been involved in serving. There's, there's a lot of people who are focusing on making a difference and give, 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 give. Yes, and it's like, that's kind, but that's a hobby. And now we need to actually develop the strategy, the business skills and be focused. But it, the intention is love, kindness and compassion and impact. And when we focus right. on that and we develop the skills to be the masterful leaders that we were born to be, that's when we can really have the impact that, Absolutely. that, Absolutely. that will make a difference. So Wendy, I cannot thank you enough for sharing everything you have shared today. It's been incredible. As always, I mean, I think about, I was flicking through your 
book before we connected today, Thick, and I wondered if there's just one quote or something I could share. To be perfectly honest, on almost every single page, there are tweetables. I mean, for people listening, if you haven't got the book, seriously, and I'm not on any commission, get it. It's packed with just absolute nuggets. I've just enjoyed this conversation so much because it's brought to life what I have read in the book obviously and we've not yet met in person which I know we're going it's going to happen at some point and it's just been wonderful to hear hear you speak again about how genuinely important this is to you personally because one of the things I talk about with give to profit and putting charitable giving at the heart of a business is it's not a get quick rich thing at all and for anybody thinking of doing that it's not going to work this is actually about genuinely wanting to come from a place of making a difference to people's lives having a positive impact on humanity the planet sustainability of everything that is life and I think if people could focus on that impact in the way that you've described my gosh what a difference what a difference we really could have and the legacy that we could leave live so thank you so much where can people connect with you and check out your books where's the best place for people to connect oh okay thank you for asking so if you just go to focusonimpact.com it will lead you to amazon and to all of the you know barnes and noble and wherever you are it'll take you to your specific site when you go there though be sure and grab your confirmation number come on back, enter it on that page because there are six gifts that come with the book that I hope will be helpful for you. Planning sheets and resource guides and six-hour online course that I recorded just direct to camera for my live events, things that will help you get more from the book. So I hope you will do that. So that's focusonimpact.com. You can also go to professionalimpact.com, which is the company site, and that will lead you there as well. Fantastic. And we'll obviously share all the details of everything in the show notes as well. So thanks again so much, Wendy. And thanks to everybody watching this and listening to this. It's been wonderful to have you here. Please do share any of the insights and nuggets that you're taking away with me through any of the social media channels or connect and reach out to Wendy as well. And obviously remember to go to givetoprofit.com to check out those show notes. And if you'd like to subscribe to the channel to hear more tips on how you can have more impact through your business with charitable giving then that would be wonderful thanks very much until next time thanks for listening to the gift to profit podcast if you've enjoyed this episode remember to subscribe to the show on itunes so you hear about our next episodes it would be great if you left a rating and review of the show there too for every review this month, Alison will be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. You can connect and chat with Alison on Twitter using the handle at Alison Mac and through the Give to Profit Facebook fan page. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get this on Amazon around the world.